My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited for our interview that we're about to have. The guest I'm bringing on, Ali Camiletti. Uh, you know, she's the CEO of Spark Your Mindset, where she helps leaders build resiliency. Resiliency, and guys, I'm tongue tied. It's been a long week, and improves performance by bringing awareness to opportunity behaviors and sparking mindsets. She's also the host of the Snack Leadership Podcast. Welcome to the show, Ali. How's it going? Hi, Brittany. Thank you. So excited to have you here. It's such a pleasure. You know, we're going to have some great takeaways and conversation within, you know, what's going on in your business. We'll talk about your journey. We'll talk about some of the challenges along the way and some wins, of course, as well. And I think just a great conversation within that alone. So I'm super excited. Before we really dive into, you know, any questions, though, would you mind going ahead and really backing up a bit and giving us a bit of your story and telling us about your journey. How did you get to where you are? Because I think you're doing some amazing stuff and I really would love to share it with the listeners so that they can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I would call myself a bit of a serial entrepreneur. I'm one of those people that probably weren't set up to conquer. And I just always have had this determination and this spunk from a very young age that nothing was going to get in my way. And I am a big risk taker. I don't even question the risks. And I think that's part of being an entrepreneur. But I was gravitating really to hospitality. And it's that whole piece of wanting to help people, right? Make people happy and create experiences for them. And that flowed throughout my entire life and led me to where I am today, where I get to then support leaders on their journey. So I talk a lot about resiliency because that is my life has been resiliency. And what I believe created that resiliency for me was I had somebody in my life consistently. I had one person that always believed in me and then a feeling of belonging by the people I was surrounded with, of having mm -hmm. that support, and then having new experiences. I was super lucky at a young age, my grandparents owned a travel agency. And so we would travel a bit with them. And those new experiences make such a difference. And then as I've gotten older, a lot of self-care. And so resiliency is a piece I talk to publicly and I talk about with my leadership coaching. And the other thing is just trust. Trust in people, trust in the world. When I entered this world in the early 70s, my parents struggled with their own addictions. And so you can imagine when I was a newborn from zero to one, there were situations where it was drug gangs, police officers, and my mom holding me, hiding in a closet. 
And so when you enter this world with distrust, it can easily ripple throughout your entire life. And Mm -hmm. I do believe that's been my journey is to learn how to trust people, which isn't easy. And it definitely hasn't been easy the last couple of years, right? So I speak about where we're at as humans, not trusting. And whether it be with the pandemic situation, the big R word, I don't even like to say it out loud that we're talking about lately in our economy and politics. And so that leads to human connection of how do we connect with humans? I feel like because of these different elements we've had recently, we are doing a lot of gossiping. And it's this negative rippling effect that has happened over the years. And we know gossip is a false form of connection. Absolutely. Wow. Well, what you're doing is really powerful. And I mean, trust. It's hard. And I think with entrepreneurs, trust is like one of the number one things you need to trust, like building those relationships and having the trust are so essential within a business, you know, to be successful. And, you know, I'm really happy you touched on that. So tell me exactly today where you're at with the business. You can tell me about the services that you offer and how you deliver them. Yeah, so I am eight years into this business specifically. I had a business before that I had for nine years where I did event planning. I did large fundraisers and weddings and then taught at a community college on the side. And so it just set me up for this transition into leadership where specifically I am working with leaders on these six principles. It's trust. As the base, we know it's the base. Mm-hmm. Interdependence, which is how we interact as team members. Genuineness, how we communicate in our interactions. Empathy, empathy, I literally have been speaking publicly on, oh, I would say for the whole eight years that I've had this business, it's been a huge passion of mine. Risk which I had touched on before. And my most recent podcast was focused on risk, how we take risk, what holds us back from taking risk. And then success is how do we celebrate those around us and support people? And so that comes from the Tiger's six principles that I am certified in. And I use that as the base and it just brings everything to the surface. It brings out perfectionism. It brings out uh, micromanaging. It brings out how people are communicating to their equals and people that are reporting to them. The ability to take risk or not take risk. I had a conversation with somebody recently where she was talking about how she wanted to grow in her position. And I said, tell me, do you think that if somebody were to ask me my recommendation on promoting somebody, I would say somebody who just follows or somebody who takes risk. She's like, somebody who takes risk. I said, absolutely. It's essential if you're going to grow in your position, no matter what it is. And so that's what I spend the majority of my time doing is one-on-one coaching with leaders all over the US. I've been focusing a lot in the vacation rental management industry. And then I go on-site 
And I do team building surveys with the Tiger Six principles that Diane Crampton developed and researched over 30 years. And then I also do webcasts for large groups. And then I speak publicly, whether it be conferences, opening up for conferences virtually or in person. This is incredible. Wow, Ali, I love what you're doing, you know, working one-on-one with those, coaching those leaders and everything else that you have going on. I mean, incredible, you know, and would you mind touching on, you know, what do you think, because I feel like you would have a really valuable answer to this. I mean, that could add value to our listeners and myself. Can we talk a bit about the different, okay, short-term thinking versus long-term thinking within the business? Anything that you can add to that? (laughs) Uh, For me, I'm doing all of it all the time, right? Right now, I just went out and did my own marketing because I like to practice what I preach when it comes to sales, Mm -hmm. right? So I market and then I ask for the business. And this helps me become a better sales coach too when I'm talking to frontline. But for me, it is, what are we looking at for 2023? But then it's always how I'm branding myself as a leader and as a coach long-term. And it's about the growth. So for instance, when I started out the business, I started out more focused on sales and then it grew into leadership. And now I'm about 75% of my business is leadership. And I keep a small portion for actual sales coaching. And as I'm growing, thinking long-term, I actually turned 50 this year. And so you look amazing. You're very sweet. I appreciate that. But when you hit 50, you're like, okay, what's going to happen long-term, right? Right. Where am I going to be? Because the longest I've ever had a business has been nine years. And I plan to continue this business until I retire. And I'm looking at about probably another 13 to 15 years. We'll see where I want to sit. But I also have a five-year-old right now. And so that will affect it. But long-term, it will be more paid public speaking. That is what is going to be the next step with my own business. So it's always growing because as an entrepreneur, you get bored. You can't just continue doing the same thing, right? Whether it be different certifications or pushing yourself in different ways to grow your experience. But it's always what is going to be next for that growth. Love that you mentioned, you know, you guys get bored. And it's so funny because I just had that conversation with my last guest talking about, you know, it's hard not to be all over the place because we always have these new ideas to, to improve and this and that. And you've got a million different things on the go, which is exciting, right? But yeah, I totally understand that. And, you know, to, you said something, you mentioned, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I, I had a question that came up in my mind when you said it, you know, focusing on the sales. Can we talk a bit about sales versus relationships and how, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Okay, dive right in, <laughs> dive right It's in. funny that you bring this up because I do a focus topic every month and okay. coming into December, we're recording this obviously earlier, but Coming into December, I'm going to be focusing on sales method. And I interview a gentleman who's opposite of me in his sales approach and what he coaches. I am relationship building sales. 
I will never forget when I had my event planning business and I decided I got bored, right? I'm like, huh, I need to do something different. I'm sick of this. Let's do something else. And I went and worked for a technology company. I was very focused on sales and coaching for sales. And the gentleman said, Ali, you have all this experience. I mean, you've taught customer service. You had this business, but you don't have a lot of sales experience. And I had to step back and I came back and I was like, are you kidding me? I owned my own event planning business for nine years. You don't think I was selling? I was selling myself. People were working with the big screen TV. And so for me, it's all relationships. It is relationship sales. And that is the type of sales that I focus on because working in the hospitality industry, when you go and you book a vacation rental for a girl's trip, a family trip, whatever it is, it's emotional. So it's about the relationship. And that is really the base of all the sales that I do. I love it. Allie, you know, you said it's about the relationship and you know, you're right. It is hundred percent and trust too, but it just reminds me, you know, the other day I went to the mall I'm in Canada. I need a pair of boots because normally I'm in Costa Rica and, and it's snowing here in Canada. So here we go. Okay. I'll go to the mall and get a pair of boots, but you know, I'm really picky because I'm not going to be in Canada long. So I'm like, oh, do I really need these super expensive boots or should I just get this other pair? Because I won't be here long. They're really not going to be used uh, that much. So, and I, the gentleman that, you know, came up to me and he was, it really just, you know, and I kind of felt bad for him, honestly, because he was very, very pushy with the sale and no relationship building. And I was like, I told him from the start, you know, I'm only here maybe a couple more weeks and it just snowed. So I just need, just need a pair of boots, you know, but, um, I'm not sure which ones I want. And I'm not sure for sure if I'll, you know, grab any, or if I'll come back another day, but I'm just browsing. So no worries, no worries, just browsing. And he said, well, then he went to the back and he grabbed me all these boots and was like, you definitely want to get these ones and these ones and these ones, because uh, if even if you're just staying a few weeks, blah, 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 and very pushy about it, though. And that's all fine. I get it. But because I'm very much relationship building, um, you know, I was trying to talk to him to make a relationship as well. And he just wasn't engaged at all. You know, he, I, I could tell it was all about the sale. And at the end, you know, I was, I really didn't like the boots, so I'm not going to buy something that I don't like. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, even though I, you know, would like to make you happy as well. We got to really put ourselves first. Um, and, you know, he said, oh, well, all that for nothing, I guess. And I was like, I wanted to turn around and be like, you know why? Like, you didn't hear my story. You didn't even care that I'm only going to be here 10 to 14 more days. I'm, I don't want to spend this big amount of money on these boots right now because I'm not going to wear them. I'm going to wear them a couple times. I work inside. I don't go outside that much. <laughs> just imagine. Just he imagine. walked away from me. Right. And I was like, obviously he didn't give a damn about what my needs were, you know? And I didn't even like the boots he was picking out and stuff, you know? So uh, I was not upset. I was just like, wow, he would make so many more sales if he actually cared. Because you know? if he cared, <laughs> if he were to listen to your story- I probably and, would have bought them. Well, no, you could have also bought something that maybe was a little less when it came to the price, but you would have came back to get your other shoes before you moved. 
Yeah. And it's funny because I know he, and you know, I didn't do this to be rude or anything, but across the mall, there was another store that I had been looking at these other boots that I loved and the people there were building a relationship with me. And, you know, I checked another couple stores, you know, did my research (laughs) and they won my sale because they were so good about it. And they really cared. They cared and they weren't pushing and they didn't because they didn't care about the sale. They cared about the relationship. And you know, so that was like, for me, that's really important. Um, and I think it should be in everyone's business, you know, making those relationships and caring um, makes all the difference. Well, we're put on this earth to have good human connection. When we're able to do that every day, it makes a huge difference. It makes a difference for how we feel about who we are and we put ourselves out in this world as. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, Allie, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, I guess my next question is about the podcast. And and I know we touched on that earlier, but what were your intentions about it? I mean, starting it and where are you at today with it? If you want to dive in a little deeper, that'd be awesome. A couple years ago, I was rebranding my business. Originally, I was just Camaletti Consulting, right? Because I was trying to figure out what I was really going to do. And I was letting the business kind of evolve the way it was meant to at the time. And then I got busy and I'm like, ah, this is my business name. Well, then I was ready for something different. And it was right at the pandemic part. And I'm like, it's time. I have bandwidth. I'm ready to rebrand. And what happened is in this mastermind group I was in, somebody's like, the snack URL is available. And I was like, ah, snack. Nothing I do is a snack. If anything, I'm constantly trying to bring it back because I usually just give so much information. People are like, ah, I don't know where to go with all this. So I knew I had wanted to start a podcast and that was the inspiration was the name. And I was like, snack. Yeah. 15 minute podcasts on a leadership skill. And that's what I strive for. 15 to 20 minutes. And we have covered everything from trust, empathy. Obviously, I talked about the sales piece that we're doing this month. We've been doing risk, human connection. I have covered so many things, even anxiety. And it's funny, the anxiety interview I did with James Hammett has the most downloads out of all of them. And that I did that the first year, which that right there is a little telling to me. I can often go more to soft skills than hard skills because it is what I love more than anything. So when my employee and I are going through what we're going to do for content, like for 2023, I'm like, all right, we got to bring it back. You know, let's bring in some hard skills that people can pull from. And so I literally had a friend that he's like, Ali, I'll set you up with everything you need to do the podcast. And we released it back in two years ago. So that would be right. 2021, all of 21, 22. Yeah, we're going into 23. And I'll never forget because right when I was about to release it, we had a major family situation happen where my aunt had disappeared 31 years ago and they found her body. And I had no idea. It rattled me. And I was the guy that was doing the recordings with me and stuff. I'm like, I can't even focus. I can't do this. I had a deadline typical entrepreneur. I had a deadline. I was supposed to release this on this month. And he's like, Allie, give yourself a break. Nobody knows. And I'm like, 
but I, this was my commitment to myself. And so that year is so in my head of like what was happening. And I remember like my first podcast, I'm like, oh, I was distracted and I wasn't focused and it's so different now. But what I found is I love podcasting. I just love it. I love meeting new people, learning. I'm a curious person. I just am learning about different people. And then I'm able to use it in my own coaching because I always give homework in between our coaching sessions. And so sometimes it is, I want you to go back and listen to the wrist uh, podcast. I want you to go back and listen to time management. I want you to go back and listen to empathy, whatever it is. Right, right. And so at first it was more of just a, I want to be able to have myself out there still during the pandemic. Cause I wasn't at conferences and I was right, like, right. I don't want people to think that I'm not working anymore. I'm still here. I'm here. <laughs> but, and that's I'm here. what led you to the podcast. Exactly. Perfect. And tell me with the podcast, because you just started during COVID, did you find that the connections that you had made throughout podcasting, like just endless, the opportunities, the doors that open, like people from all over the world that you wouldn't normally just meet if you were just doing speaking. Tell me a little bit about that and how you feel about that. So I am so grateful. My intern who is now a employee, I just think the world of. And she would go out and find these people. And she's like, Allie, I want you to reach out to them. And when we're working, she's like, do it right now. Go on LinkedIn, friend this person, right? Connect with them and ask them. And I'm like, okay. And she always gives me the push if I'm like not in a super motivated place. And one of the women that I was able to meet was Lenora Harris Billings. And she talked about adversity on one of my podcasts. And she helped me learn about the National Speakers Association which I then became a member of. And that is the association that I am working with as I am focusing more on keynote speaking and more paid public speaking. I got to meet her in Nashville this summer at the Influence Conference. And I just, I have this connection with her that I wouldn't have never had otherwise, right? Different industries. And just feel so grateful for that. Absolutely. So happy that you, you know, took that leap of faith and started the podcast, you know? Oh, I'm so happy. Love podcasting as well. (laughs) Just the connections and the fun conversations and really just, you know, um, I also want to just go back to where you found out about your aunt. And I'm really sorry that would have been a hard hard thing to deal with, especially where you were at at that point with the podcast and your deadlines, like, thank you. It's gotta be hard. Yeah. It Uh, was life is funny. Things come up and you're like, I had no idea that was going to hit me the way it hit me. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So Ali, tell me a little bit about, you know, how the podcast, and I know how it, it ties into your business with homework and stuff like that. And I'm sure, you know, you might get clients that come from listening to the podcast that yes. podcasts that reach out. Tell me a little bit more how it ties into the business. Yeah. Well, being the leadership coaching, they're all different leadership skills. And what I love about it is things that people hadn't thought about. Like I did one on perfectionism, right? 
things that are people are like, oh yeah. And even today when I was coaching with someone, I was like, do you remember when I did the one on trauma informed and that leader was screaming and she's like, oh, I do remember. And you were really affected by that in the workplace, Ali. I said, absolutely. You don't know who your people are that are working with you and what kind of trauma they have had before. So just being very aware that it can shut people down. And you think you're just being like, I'm just a screamer. Yeah. It looks very different in the workplace. And so I just, I love that I'm able to cover certain topics that not everybody's thinking about. And what is so much fun is I had a Zoom call with a gentleman one day and he's like, it's so weird. You're right here on camera. I'm so used to listening to you on, you know, my drive into work and the music. And <laughs> so it's fun that way. Isn't it funny how, you know, later down the road, someone will come up to you and be like, oh, I've listened to your podcast for so and so amount of time. Like, love it. Can I like start working with you? <laughs> like, it's crazy to think you just don't know who's listening. You don't you don't know. And it's like incredible. It really truly is. I mean, it builds that credibility authority really shows what you're up to. I love it. I love it. I'm happy it's working out for you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Super exciting. Super exciting. So, uh, I guess my next question was going to be about, you know, do you, how do you scale with the podcast or do you, do you monetize with the podcast at all? And you go ahead. I am, you go right I'm guilty <laughs> of no, not at all. In fact, before we jumped on, I was like, I should probably go back and look and see in my downloads because I believe that we just put out into the universe what we are meant to, and we do it in a yeah. transparent, authentic, vulnerable way. And what will come will come. Right. And some people might be like, oh, no, you need to have a budget and a plan. And I do have all those things. Absolutely. How in the world would I be successful in what I do? But I also don't believe, and it just goes back to that relationship building, of a hard push on things. No. There is strategy, of course. But when it comes to focusing on podcasting or getting sponsors, I haven't. Part of me is like, ah, if I had a sponsor, would somebody tell me what to do? I don't know. I don't. Think I really want that. I want to be able to cover any content I want and not yeah, have somebody question it. I agree. I like I, I I like the way you're thinking as well. You know, um, with the podcast, you know, and it tying into your business with these people you interview. Do they often become, or some of the time, become, or potential clients that you work with? Yes, with anyone who's nice. I love that. Tell me a little bit about that process if you don't mind. Yeah. And so what'll happen is sometimes they will not have listened to my podcast before. And then I interview them and then Mm -hmm. that builds the relationship. And then in turn, which I do work a lot in the vacation rental management industry, but I also interview people in all different types of industries. And so it'll be a natural in the vacation rental management because they've heard my name, even though they may not have listened to my podcast. And then they'll get to know who I am as a human, right? I had this one gal recently, a different scenario where I hadn't interviewed her, but she listens to all my podcasts. And she came up to me and she said, Allie, I'm working for this company and they need you badly. And she goes, I listen to all the leadership stuff and they need it all. 
but you know, this is the situation. And so she did a light introduction and I'm starting to communicate with them now. So sometimes it's that too, of just understanding who I am as a human, because I will share certain things that people are like, yeah, I can relate to that. Absolutely. It's important. Being human and being relatable is huge, right? Um, I agree. You know, it's crazy the power of conversation within podcasting and and having a real conversation, having a real relationship being built from the conversation is important. And I think in the long run, that's going to grow the business the most. So I love that you can do that or that you are doing, you're implementing that, right? So, you know, tell me a little bit about, we, we know there's a lot of wins within, you know, building a successful business and everything like that. But, you know, what are some of the biggest challenges? And I know that you have mentioned a few before, but are there any that you have faced within the podcast or within your business in the last six months that are some pain points that you could maybe talk about and that they could relate with the people listening? It's funny that you bring this up because I do talk about it in the risk podcast is when, when I think of business and even in life, it may be seen as a challenge, but for me, it's always growth and learning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's an opportunity to get curious and learn. So I have to kind of reframe my mind when I think about what has been a challenge and how I overcome it, because I feel like I'm constantly doing that in everything I do. And what it goes back to is even, I think about my business every minute of every day. And I do think that's just entrepreneurial, right? So if I have somebody I'm coaching with and a situation came through recently where she had um, wanted to go in and fix this other situation. And I said, hey, can you email me or can we talk tomorrow before you have a conversation? And she's like, yeah. And I said, so let's talk about um, what would happen if you didn't go to go fix this? <laughs> what would that look like? And all night long and throughout the morning, I'm thinking about this conversation. I'm thinking about the questions to ask her to lead her to that self-discovery. So for me, they're never problems. It's the excitement of how are we going to get curious about this and learn from it and take it from there? Right. And so when it comes to business, it might even be that some people are a little scared of us going into a recession and so their heart starting to hold back from maybe some development and me knowing my cycle of my business and how we're going into the holidays, it's going to be quiet and I'm going to go cross-country skiing as much as I can and spend fun time with my daughter and know that in February, get ready. It's banging time again, man, because my business gets busy in February and it always has that cycle. So it's knowing your cycles of your business and when not to get concerned and know that it'll always come. Right. And I think it's so great that you're like, you know what? I know it's going to slow down. I'm not going to let it discourage me. It's the holidays. Oftentimes I'm sure people are like, oh, what's going on? But we have to realize it's holiday time. You know, it's likely going to be a little bit quieter, but you're like, I'm taking advantage of this slow time and I'm going to be doing what I want with my family. 
I'm going to enjoy the time that I have off because when February comes, like you said, it's go time. So let's enjoy this time and look at it in that perspective instead, right? (laughs) And I was lucky that I did the same thing during the pandemic. I literally, the, the industry was so overwhelmed with whether they were closing or they were so busy, they couldn't see straight that they were not developing. And I wasn't going to reach out and try to get them to develop that. I said, I'm going to take the maternity leave. I've never taken. And my daughter and I, we went camping, we went skiing, we went boating, and I did walks outside with my friends. So I never lost that sense of human connection, but I leaned into it where other people, you know, I've been working with are burned out or they're having anxiety like they've never had before. And all of these repercussions from not having the time I had, because I tell you what, when I leave it, lean into self-care and I go into like just letting myself be in nature and be at peace, I rise even higher afterwards. And I always know that. That's huge. I think, like you said, many people burn out because they don't take that time to step back and re step back, take a break, get with nature or do whatever it is. Everyone's different. Maybe that's going to the mall, spending some money. Maybe that's going on a holiday. Maybe that's getting in touch with nature and really taking that break to regain and come back like a hundred times. I don't know the word for it, a hundred times more effective, right? And ready Mm -hmm. to roll because otherwise you burn out. You really got to make that a priority. I think here and there to just take that break. You deserve it and take it so that you can continue to become more and more successful and clearer and get that clarity and, you know, focus again, you know, absolutely. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. And I do think that our world is overworked and we need to lean into self-care. It's very important. Right. Right. Absolutely. So Allie, um, tell me a little bit about your focus for 2023. I know you mentioned keynote speaking. I know you mentioned the, 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 sale, the sales method and, and relationship stuff. Is there anything other, what about with the podcast, any focus for the next year, you know, any goals you want to meet? It's so funny that you say that. I am what we're at 90% outlined all the topics going into the year. Uh, for all of 2023, we already outlined them. And now I'm in the process of reaching out and who will be the right person, right? To talk about these different um, leadership skills. But when it comes to numbers, no, it's relationships for me. And there, there's never any question. Like I was having coffee with a girlfriend the other day and I said, so I'm getting ready to um, look at who I want to interview on boundaries. You know, it's such a big topic. And something I talk about so much in leadership. And she's like, oh yeah, I know exactly who you need. And she gave me the name and I'm like, oh yeah, I've worked with her before and she would be a great fit. And so the world for me is always like that. Like I put it out there and it comes. I am big into manifesting. I'm big into gratitude work. And that is how I operate. So As far as overall goals, I already set all my budgeting goals for the year of what I want to make, how many clients in what area I want to have. I always take one sales client at a time because leadership is what I want to do. Yeah. 
and how many keynotes I want to produce for the year. And then the other part is the experiences that I want to have with my daughter this coming year. Love it. I love that you're like 90% done your outline for the year. Like, holy crap, you're a go-getter. But this is great because you know now you're not going to run, you're not going to be at the end of 2023 and be like, holy crap, why didn't I get to do what I wanted with my daughter and my family? Why wasn't that a priority? Why am I overdoing it with work and taking away from my family? I love that. Like put, you know, someone said on another podcast that it really stood out to me and it was block, make your block times. And before you make the block times for work, make sure it's for your family, for self-development or whatever you're very much, you know, uh, into manifestation, whether it's working out, you know, whether it's reading the Bible, whether it's reading a book, but you time. And you're lock in work as an entrepreneur. Where does that fit in? Because a lot of people do it the other way. Most people do it the other way, right? Like, I mean, I do it the other way too. <laughs> a lot of the time, let's be real. But it really stood out to me. He said, that's what he's been doing and all the difference in his business and in his family life. That's all I do for my calendar. In fact, today when we were picking a time, the lady laughed at me because she's like, oh, your calendar, Ollie. I have it color-coded. What color is exercise? What color is personal time with friends? What color is face-to-face with clients? What color is podcast? What color, I mean, I color-code everything and I block everything. Absolutely. It's envisioning in my world is a way of manifesting of the life that you want to live that is balanced. Amazing. I love it. Allie, this has been absolutely amazing. I'm so happy. Like we got to, you know, get on here and real talk, talk, talk real, have this relationship, have this conversation. So important and so valuable for my listeners and myself. So this is, um, this is amazing. And, you know, I'm so excited to hear about, you know, your keynote speaking, the leadership, and then the one-on-one time with, um, your clients, but also the time with your daughter that you're really making a huge priority for. You know, it's hard to juggle as an entrepreneur, business owner, and everything else. It can be it can be a little bit of a juggle sometimes. I and I hear that often. But the fact you're making it a priority and you're planning for a year ahead from now, that's huge. That's huge. So I'm so excited to hear all about it. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to, you know, jump on here and add some value for my listeners and and myself as well. So what a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you, Brittany, so much. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Allie, if anyone's looking to work with you or, you know, just connect with you, what would be the best way? I have a website called Spark Your Mindset. The Snack Leadership Podcast is on there as well, but you just go to the Contact Us page and you can see my calendar and set up a quick 30 minute zoom with me. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Ali and group. If you're listening and enjoy, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six figure or higher entrepreneur, I want to come on just like amazing Ali did today to talk about your journey, talk about your story, your focus, your business, please go to, like I said, top 100 interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks everybody. See you later. 
Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you wanna listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually wanna interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.